Beloved radio friends, permit me to welcome you again to this new year, which is the beginning of a new decade. My desire for you this year is that God will reveal himself to you and draw you closer to him as you also draw close to him. For us in the Master's Vessel Ministry, we are committed to our assignment of bringing the healing words of the Master to you. We prayed the messages we will bring will cause spiritual, physical, and emotional healing to you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I am taking my Bible reading from the book of Jude, verse 1 to verse 4. The book of Jude, verse 1 to verse 4. Jude, a born servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called sanctified by God the Father, and preserved in Jesus Christ. Mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once and for all delivered to the saints. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is with great pleasure and thanksgiving that we give you glory for bringing us into a new year. And we are grateful that your word remains the same, unchangeable as you are. We pray you, O God our Father, in this particular message, O God, to cause our people to hear. And as they hear, they hear life and faith will be born in them. And your name will be glorified as you produce effect, influence in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I want to address our radio friends on the issue of contending earnestly for the faith. Contending earnestly for the faith. Our text from the book of Jude, there are 25 verses and they are structured in this way. Verse 1 to 2, you find greetings. greetings. Verse 3 is explanation of the purpose of writing. Jude explained the purpose of writing this book in verse 3. Then verse 5 to 6 is exposure of false teachers. Exposure of false teachers. You find that in verse 4 to 6. Verse 17 to 23 is exhorting the sense to grow to maturity. Exhorting the sense to grow to maturity. And verse 24 to 25 is the closing remarks. We normally call it. Well, I tend to take this particular um, topic in two sections. Two sections. Contending earnestly for the faith. So this is the first one. This is one. And see how far we will go. Then we finish up with the second. So let's start. In verse 1 to 2, you notice Jude said, A bond servant of Jesus Christ and brother to James. To those who are called, sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Christ Jesus. Invariably, Jude was writing to people of God. People who know God. Because he said, God and sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ. So these are no novices to Christianity. 
that people who have known God. And that's the first point I want to make, that we need to contend earnestly for the faith. In that greeting, you notice the humility of the servant of God. And if you compare it with what is prevalent, the prevalent attitude of some ministers today in our time, you find a variation. You find an abnormality. You find that some of the people, God's servants of God, are full of themselves, desiring attention, proud and arrogant. But not this servant of God. Notice that Jude was half-brother of Jesus. Yet, he introduced himself as a bond servant, slave of Jesus, and a brother of James. Adopting right attitude that conforms to that of our Lord Jesus Christ is part and parcel of contending for the faith that was handed over to us by the apostles. What we are seeing today is an aberration, is an abnormality. People of God, I call on you. One of the ways to contend for the original faith handed over to us is to adopt this lifestyle of humility. It is so lacking in our time. Yet, Apostle Paul calls us to this level of humility. Say, let this mind that was in Christ be in you. What was that mind that was in Christ? The mind of humility. The mind of not contesting with God or equating himself with God. He humbled himself. He brought himself low. Why are we deviating from the faith handed over to us? May we examine ourselves from this point of view. And emulate Jude, who, though half-brother of Jesus Christ, but you do not see that in this is greeting. You don't see him. Rather, he prefers to identify himself as a slave, a born servant of Jesus Christ. That's number one way to contend for the faith that was handed over to us. Now, let's go to the next, which is explanation of purpose. You find that in verse 3, uh, Jude writing to us said, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once and for all delivered to the saints. So the purpose of writing is to encourage us to be ready to defend the faith at, as it was handed over to us. Brethren, if we do not do this, we are in danger of handing over to the next generation a faith that has been corrupted, a faith that is an aberration, a faith that is not the same as we received from the apostles. So it is our duty as people of God to defend the faith. We should not allow the children of the world to be wiser than us. They defend their own. Remember that in Acts chapter 19, verse 23 to 33, I'm not going to read it. It's a little bit long. 
but you discover one silver smith called Demetrius. Demetrius was a silver that mobilized his, all the silver smiths and opposed Apostle Paul because of his selfish interest, because their arts were in danger. He said if they keep quiet, that their source of livelihood will no longer be guaranteed. So he formed more or less a trade union and mobilized. And for three hours, they were shouting in the temple, Great is the Diana of Ephesus. Great is the Diana of Ephesus. What were they doing? They were defending their source of livelihood. They were defending the art of molding shrines and selling and making shrines all over the land. So in that comparison, God is calling us to also defend our own faith. Defend the original faith for which Jesus Christ died, which is being corrupted, which today has fallen into the hands of charlatans. God is calling us to contend earnestly for the faith that was handed over to us. Number three is exposure of false teachers. Part and parcel of defending our faith is to expose the false teachers of our time. And that portion of the Bible, verses 4 to 16, lists out the major issues that will enable us understand falsehood and false teachers and contend with them. Look at it. It's a godless man have secretly slipped in among you. Godless men. People who are not godly. Their interest is not to serve God. Their interest is not righteousness. Their interest is not holiness. Their interest is quite a different thing. They are a merchandise. They have secretly slipped among you. They have opened churches. They have opened ministries. And they are thriving and peddling falsehood. Look at that. The Bible says they have changed grace into license for immorality. They have changed grace into license for immorality. Do you not read in the papers every day the happenings? They say pastor has done this. Pastor has done this. Pastor is in illicit relationship. Pastor has embezzled money. Pastor has done this all over. Are these really pastors? Are they really servants of God? Do they really serve God? Do they know Jesus Christ? They have changed grace into license for immorality. They deny Jesus as sovereign and Lord. They deny Jesus as sovereign and Lord. Wherever you find any person who denies the sovereignty and lordship of Jesus Christ, that person is a false teacher. That individual is a false teacher. They pollute their own bodies. They pollute their own bodies. They live in pollution. They live in pollution. They reject authority. They reject authority. They slander angels. This is what Jude is writing, that even the archangel was very reluctant to rebuke Satan because they respect hierarchy. They respect hierarchy. But down here, down here, people who say that people of God are so flippant, they slander angels, they speak evil, they do not have respect 
for their fellows and even their seniors, these are false teachers. They speak abusively about what they do not understand. They falsely prophesy for profit. This is where we are today. Falsely prophesying for profit. Falsely seeing visions for profit. Manipulating human beings. Causing troubles in families. Seeing what God has now revealed to them. They manipulate all kinds of things. These are all false teachers. False prophets who have even gone ahead to divide and deharmonize the peace in families. They falsely prophesy for profit. They hate a murder. They go to Lent to murder. They rebel against authority. They abuse sacred rights. They are unproductive and worthless. They are not enhancing worship of Christ. Rather, they cause people to look down upon churches and their servants because of these ones who are worthless, who are unproductive, who are not in holy living and righteous living. They are grumblers and fault finders. All of these things you find in the passage in Jude verses 4 to verse 16. That's where you find the exposure of false prophets. The other things they do is they are boastful flatterers. They are boastful. They flatter. They follow their own evil desires. Not the desires of our Lord Jesus Christ. They follow their own evil desire. They teach and prophesy in that line. Of course, I've mentioned that they cause division and strife. They cause division and strife. Both in the church, in the society, in the in homes, they cause division and strife. And this is part of the things that sustain them. When they cause division and strife, they begin to prophesy evil and begin to see visions accordingly to sustain what they have already done. Not only their teaching is dangerous, but also their ungodly and wicked lifestyles which lead people astray. Beloved, this is where we will stop for today that we need to contend for the original faith delivered to us. May the Lord help us to stand up to the faith which was delivered to us by the apostles. Lest we find our own generations, our own children following corruption, corrupted gospel. May the Lord give us help in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you are in such level of corruption, I am a false teacher, false prophet, it will pay you to have a change. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have handed over to us the order to contend honestly for the original faith which was handed over to us. Enable us to identify the aberrations of today and keep away from them. And I pray for all those who have already been deceived. It is not late for them to find the true way of worshiping our Lord Jesus Christ. And come back to the master. Come back to Jesus. May your spirit begin to work in their lives. And draw them back unto you. In the name of the Father. In the name of the Son. And in the name of the Holy Spirit.
Amen.